Hi, I'm Judina Castro, and you're listening to Mayberry with High Rises, where my friend John Maffei and I talk about relationships, life in Seattle, politics, with random tangents. And believe me, there are a lot of them. Welcome to Mayberry with High Rises. I'm Judina Castro, joined by my wonderful co-host, John Maffei. So happy to be here. Today we are going to be uh, causing a lot of trouble. Yeah, talking but we're, ta- about, oh, go we're ahead. taking a break from politics, man. It's, what is, the election's like four days away. I just can't take it anymore. You know what I want to, we discussed when we first started this podcast that we would talk about anything, right? Anything. Anything, right? Nothing is off limits. There's no taboo topic, right? No, I think we should talk, well... Okay, maybe to a degree. Look, it's very easy to destroy personal relationships in the span of five seconds. <laughs> so we have to decide whether we're going to destroy personal relationships, which we haven't crossed that boundary yet. Not I'm not yet. saying we won't. It's early. We can but, get but, there. But we can get there. But uh, no, what, what are you, what right, are you well, thinking? Well, okay, so, but you're, you're honest, right? We decided yeah. we would be honest very on honest. this podcast. All right, so I have a question for you. Question away. Am I fat? <laughs> there is no winning answer Do here. you think I'm fat? Do you um, think I'm fat? Look at like, that silence. Like, <laughs> okay, I can't believe I'm having this conversation. I, I can't believe we're having this conversation. Um, I think, like most people, you could stand to lose some weight, <laughs> and you could be aggressive about losing of that weight. You are a very beautiful woman. It takes a lot of discipline to be thin. Being thin is not easy in this age. Um, Look at your husband. He's such a curmudgeon because all he does is count his calories and think about how fat he is. Um, you have a danger of losing your personality so- if you go on a thin burge. <laughs> that will never happen. Okay. All right. So do I think you're fat? Uh, I think you do think I am. <laughs> so we're both fat. No, but there's there's a difference. There's a degree of fatness. Oh, do you think I'm fatter than you? Yes, I'm close. Oh, no way. It's not even close. No it's not even you close. think your BMI is less than my BMI any way you want to measure it body fat BMI whatever you want to measure it I'm significantly in better shape than you are significantly <laughs> well I'm not so sure about that well we could always call in a third opinion which could get really ugly very quickly <laughs> but in this one case I believe the third opinion well, will fly with me well I say instead we start talking so the conversation today the topic is fat fat fitness fitness health there you go. First of all, I'm in my fitness. Isn't it boring? What? Losing fitness weight? And health. Fitness and health? Like oh, we always horrible. think about it, but like no one wants to do it because it sucks. Oh, yeah. It's hard and it totally sucks. It totally sucks. And by the way, like uh, you can be good for a week and then you can undo goodness in like two meals. Oh, yeah. One weekend and you're shot. Totally. So, so like it's almost like um, I'm missing my Greek uh, mythology here, but who's that poor fucker who has to pick, push the boulder up the hill? Oh, I don't know. It's not Daedalus who flew too know. close to the sun, but there's the it's like Sisyphus or one of yeah. one of those guys had to push the boulder up the hill. We'll, we'll do a yeah, fact check. Yeah, it is totally like it's that. It's pushing the boulder no, up the hill. Yes, and it is like that. All right, so we're both fat. We both have been thinner, right? You've been thinner than you are currently. I don't like being called fat. I would call myself <laughs> in good shape at this point. I think I am. I think it's insulting that you say that. Look, here's the deal. I wear a size 36 jean, which isn't terrible. I should be, uh, you know, ideally a size 34. Um, the difference between being fit 
and not fit for me is just discipline. And I can get to that fit level if I do one of two things. I stop partying, which I hate doing, or I start running, which I hate doing. So uh, that is just the, that is there. So I think when the narcissism gene kicks in, it usually does. It's only a matter of time. um, I will go and I will go on a purge. And a purge will mean for three or four months, I will uh, eat, eat super strict. And I will get lean and people will compliment and say, wow, you look good. And then I'll slip a little bit. And you'll and get a more, And I'll gain those things. But the difference between fat and not fat for me is 10 pounds. I don't think so. I see a roll right there. Uh, hold on. <laughs> do, do that oh, God. oh, my God. Oh, no, the arm. Look at – oh, my God. He has serious arm muscles. We should post that on the website, that arm so, muscle. So do you okay, think a fat he... person has an arm muscle like that? Yeah, I do. It's surrounded by fat, but it's there. No, it's and not like a blubber get... fat thing. No. It's not like a defensive tackle for, like, the Seahawks or something. No. There's a thing – this is complete BS. I mean, you have had this one thing. You are not a, but life is not binary. That's black and white. It is, is you're not either fat or not fat. There are degrees of fatness. And my degree of fatness is not as bad as you're making it out to be. And like, what about Peter? I mean, Peter, is he now thin? Can he not stand to lose more weight? I saw some rolls the other day in the gym. Not terribly, but when you looked at his body and you look at him with clothes, he looks great. And then I saw him without his shirt on and I was like, Jesus, he's still got some work to do. He sure is he, does. Is he, is he fat? Because according to your binary scale, is either fat or thin. He's a little chubby. He could lose some but weight. But this is BS. The guy is now thinner than most people, and you're like, he's a little chubby. Not really. So now you're talking about like this Vogue men's health thing where you have to be unrealistic. So if you take people on men's health, which is – by the way, there's a funny story about this, which is um, men's health is a men's magazine. It's like a workout magazine. You've read it once. You've read it every time because they always do the yeah, same, same articles. topics. Yeah. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's the same thing as Cosmo. Yeah. Um, I remember from when I was in my 20s – um, I had a college roommate, he's a great guy, great guy, good friend of mine. And um, I went to go visit him in L.A. And so I go to visit him in L.A. And um, we go to his friend's apartment. And we're hanging out, and they're all being all macho. And we're like, we're going to go work out. We're going to do this. And there's men's health. There's a bunch of them on the coffee table. And I'm like, oh, God, thank God straight guys read this because i had a subscription <laughs> and they're like i'm like no straight people ever read this and like everyone was just, i'm like i was always taking crap thing that only people who were had body images or were gay were reading this magazine um little did i know that my roommate who i lived for years with had no idea was gay and he said well <laughs> a couple of weeks later he's like i got something to tell you he's like i was like oh god anyway so there is an unrealistic body image set forth in common media, right? No one can look like The Rock. No one can look like these other people. All those movie stars, they starve themselves. So if right. you look at Brad Pitt when he's in Fight Club, he's probably 160 pounds. He's a tiny guy. The camera makes him look big, like all that kind of stuff. Um, but they go on no-eat diets, and they have you know camera angles, makeup, slash stuff, you know, shading that makes you look better. Oh, totally. Okay, what I love about what I have just done here is shown how men are just as vain as women about so. their so- – You think more so? Oh, of course. Oh, my gosh. And by the way, I'm mostly razzing you. You're not that fat. A little fat. But I'm okay with my fat. See, I am fat. I've embraced my fat now. I would like to lose a few pounds. But it's okay that I've got the thing. What, what's the point of What is the point of losing weight for you? Because you're happily married. You have an awesome, awesome family. Things are pretty darn good. Um, honestly, uh, just a quick compliment. Um when I see you interact with your kids, 
I am jealous because you are so engaged and so on Aww. top of it. And it, it's just like, wow, that's what a family unit could look like. Aww, I mean, so if sweet. Pete was white, you'd be the perfect Norman Rockwell family. <laughs> I mean, perfect. Because like, you guys are just such awesome Aww, parents. That's very sweet. That's very sweet. But, um, right, why would I lose weight? Right, I'm married. I'm already locked in. He's locked in. I'm locked in. You're We're good going to go. Nowhere. That's right. Well, your that's your right. marriage is a very good marriage. It's a great marriage, actually. Yeah. But we work really hard at it, let's be clear. We right. work at it, but it's a great marriage. And we both change, which right. sometimes they oh, nobody changes. We change. But anyway, um, so right, so I already got him. Why would I lose weight? Why should I not be so jiggly and fat? And I'm about 20 pounds overweight. That's really, I should lose 20 pounds. Um, is that? I just wonder how do we make these scales because I don't know the numbers here. Because your husband is <laughs> laughing hysterically in the corner. By the way, is our editor and thank God for him because nothing would get done if it wasn't for him. But how do you know that? That is like throwing these numbers out there. I could oh lose. Oh my God, totally. If you lose, if you went like first of all, if you go to a BMI scale, which is complete BS scale, like they say, like you know, like a guys have to be like you, you're emaciated to actually hit the average number. Yeah, you're emaciated. So I don't know what healthy is and what healthy is, but the eye can tell. Remember okay, the old pornography healthy, thing? The what? Remember the old pornography thing? thing is, I'm one of the justices. Oh, I don't yeah. know pornography, but I know it when I see it. Yes. I can't define it, but I know when I see it. You can see someone who looks good versus someone who, you know, like you could, the eyeball tells. There's right. no such thing okay, as a weight. So the doctor would say, I need to lose, I think, 45 pounds. <laughs> so the doctor can kind of go kiss my but he ass because that's not going to happen. They have a scale and it's like an actuarial table, right? Right. And according to that, I should be 45 pounds lighter. That's right. not going to happen. That's a ridiculous right. number. No, I would look. That would be fine. But whatever. That's not going to happen. But 20, I would be more comfortable. Now, I'm still in. I'm not. I'm a size, you know, 12, 14, depending on the cut. And then again, if I buy the clothes at Fred Meyers, I can be a size 8. <laughs> <laughs> So, depending on where I'm buying it, the Do size. Do you actually try to buy clothes at a place that makes you feel better about yourself? Cause no, not up. at all. No. No, I don't do that. Do you? No, but, like, I've also noticed, like, with shoes, like, I'm for different shoes, I have different sizes. And I, I don't really care about it, but, like, uh, like I have a wider foot. My son has a wider foot, uh, one of them. And when you're buying soccer clothes, you can totally tell this. But it's weird that you're an 11 in one thing or you're a 10 and a half, another, a 10 and another. All, yeah, or especially 11 in half. shoes. Yeah, I it thought just shoes depends was consistent. On, it just depends on which cut you get. Yeah. And um, I, by the way, there's clothes like that too. Like if you go to Nordstrom, like the, the, it's, first of all, I cannot imagine that how friggin' expensive men's shirts are. Like the idea that you'd spend two, $300 for a men's yeah. dress shirt is out of control. But there are different cuts and you will find that, you know, a large and Ted Sherman, Ben Sherman, Ben Sherman. Is a hell of a lot different than a large in, you know, whatever. Well, yeah, the, diner, the designers have done that. They've yeah. definitely just – but anyway, so, okay, so back to um, – all right, so I'm good. I'm good being fat. I just want to lose a couple more pounds so that way I can buy clothes easier. And I'm not thrilled with a roll. Like a roll's a little uncomfortable, right? But otherwise so, but, like, I'm good. Do you look at – do you go and step on the scale often? Oh, about once every two or three weeks. That's oh, so that's about very it. good. Yeah, no, I'm not obsessed about losing weight. I gave it up. I, honestly, like a couple of years ago, I was like, I'm done with this. I have spent the majority of my life trying to be thin, trying to be, look better and do all this. I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. Why am I doing this? Who cares? I've got a great husband. I've got a great family. I'm comfortable enough in so my I, own skin. I think I told you about this before, but there is this um, poll, and I always found this very funny, which is, would you rather have the perfect body or have your spouse slash, you know, partner have the perfect body? And, you know, yeah. uh, women say they want themselves, right? Like I would want, I want my, I would rather have a perfect body than my husband. Why is that? 
because I would feel better about myself. See, to me, here's where weight is important for me is what weight am I comfortable at? Where do I feel comfortable? Whatever that is. And 20 more pounds, I'd be a little bit more comfortable, but I'm comfortable enough. Let's say I'm comfortable enough that if you stick some ice cream in my face, it's going in. Um, but okay, so let's talk spouses. All right. How do you feel when your spouse is thinner than you or you're thinner than your spouse? First of all, are you thinner than your spouse right? Well, never mind. Right now, it's because I know. No, no. That is is World War III coming. There is no upside. So how do you feel when your spouse is thinner than you? Does that motivate you? Well, I have two spouses. I have my spouse at home and I have your husband, Peter. (laughs) Your workout spouse. My workout spouse. I will tell you that uh, let's start with my uh, favorite spouse, Peter. Um, right now. <laughs> right now. Well, let's start with my favorite spouse. So um, uh, it does motivate me when Peter is thinner because uh, he looks good. And I'm like, because there's been times in my life when I've been much more fit than Pete. Yeah. And uh, I think, I only think of Pete as fat Pete. And I think of him as inferior Pete. And I'm like, how <laughs> could inferior not. Pete have yeah. a lead on me? So that's a good motivation. So I want Peter to be as successful as possible as long as a smidgen less successful than me. As long as it is a smidgen less successful than me. Only because it makes you feel better about yourself? I just think there's a world order, and the world order has been put on, turned on its head. And, like, you know, no one likes to see a world order turned on its well, head. You realize you're failing terribly at that world order right no, now, No, I right? just – but maybe – but th- that's the thing for me. I honestly it, think – I honestly think and maybe this is craziness, but I honestly think it's just a matter of me setting my mind to saying, oh, I want to defeat Pete. And then I will do it, man. And do then, it. That'll then, drive him crazy. Yeah, he will so fight even so harder I to get that like, I haven't off. been. Th- that's the thing. He's you know he is uh, he's crazy in his own way, which is when if I amp my, my game, he will amp up his game, and then you know, I don't it, know. We should tr- you should try that. He's so, on such his own mission right now. He is, and he is you know he is he's got he's he's having he's having um his uh, midlife crisis. He didn't buy the car. <laughs> He just has now gone and thinks that he is, can redefine how man operates. And so he has all these theories on all these different things. And the his neurotransmitters. Theories, his theories are, um, are interesting. They're life yeah. theories, and they're like from a very, very smart guy. But there's no scientific research because what might work for him might not work for other people. Right, which but, I think he okay, gets, but at but, your age, you know what's going to work for you. So don't you – yeah. He's figuring out what works for him. You know what's going to work for you. But all right, so he mo- him losing weight and getting buffer than you is keeping you motivated. To a degree, but really what we'll do is if we put like money or if we put like something – there would have to really? be some sort of bet. Oh. So like I, I'm, I'm setting up a bet with you. Yeah. Where there would be something that would really like you'd really hate if you lost or I'd really hate I don't if, know I if I lost. I have that. And like so to me if we threw up a competition, um that would be fun because you know, would, I, I would really really torment you. Yeah. I mean, I would do something that you wouldn't want to do. So I you you it'd be something like you really wouldn't want to give money to. Like some oh, ridiculous cause. Oh, that's good. It, some ridiculous cause you didn't want to give money to. Yeah, that and it would motivate. be something that would be like, I can't believe I have to give money to that cause. And then you try to get out of it. I'm like, absolutely <laughs> not. We have a signed contract. You can't get I out of this. I would try to get out. That might motivate me. But yeah, there's, a, there's like, like I had this idea. Like you know, I had this idea, and then some, of course, comes up with your idea on the internet because no idea is unique. Someone doesn't. But you know, people would go and um, put their credit card numbers in and make a donation to some charity they didn't want to make a donation to if they didn't hit. 
uh, you know, a weight or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, that would be the – it's basically negative reinforcement. Oh, see, I like that. There's That's positive, positive reinforcement versus me negative all. reinforcement. Oh, my God. When I was super fat right after I gave birth – and I was trying to lose weight desperately. And Peter's like, you could have anything. Like, whatever incentive you want. A trip anywhere. Do anything. Da-da. And I was like, so yeah, that So what did you ask work. for? You didn't want, like, so, a diamond bracelet okay, or something? So wait. No, I didn't want anything. So, all right. So wait. Um, so you're – so be, the fact that you're married – all right. You get um, – imagine this. You get divorced tomorrow. You going to drop that weight? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> me too. So – if yeah, I was no, on look, the market, look, man, look, I'd be look, so look. smoking. There is um, – life is a lot about how you sell yourself. Yeah, it is. Um, as politicians, we know that. As business people, we know that. As parents, we know that. There's – you know, as spouses, we know that. A lot of it is that – and I will tell you that I am – yeah, I mean, look, uh, life isn't fair. We all know that. I would say that from what I've seen, really dorky guys who are maybe aren't the coolest dudes in the world uh, tend to do okay when they get divorced. Oh, yeah, if they have money. If they have money. Oh, yeah, if they have money. Oh, for sure. You can totally buy So, that. like, I've seen, like, uh, I went to business school with a guy, and he's a good dude, a really good dude. But, you know, he's a very controlling guy. You can't drink drinks in his car. You go over to his house. It's immaculate. I mean, it's like, you know. This is a place where – and it's not the wife. It wasn't the wife. It was him. Yeah. And um, he got divorced. And uh, you know how you always assume it was the guy? In this case, it wasn't him. It was all her. You know, the bad behavior was on her part, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and this guy dated so many women. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, are you kidding me? It was beyond belief. It was beyond belief. Just the amount of uh, attractive women – that this guy was dating, and he had a good job. He was not the CEO of some hot startup. He was not a vice president of Microsoft. He had a good job, right? But this, but it, and I've seen this time and time again. And I just think there is a bigger pool of available women looking for stable guys than you know, vice versa. Than you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so here's my other point yeah. about you're married. Your spouse looks better than you. Most do... much prettier person, much better looking person. All right. Do you sabotage? And I have a confession to make. Oh my gosh. Never. All right. Never. Okay. Never in a million years. You wouldn't sabotage? Why? Oh man. All right. So Peter is on this health nut. Yeah. He's he's losing weight, but he still has a ways to go. He's trying all this stuff and he's getting all cocky, right? He's full of himself. He's yeah. like, I'm the man, I'm looking good. Rightfully so, understandably. I'm like I have got to nip this in the bud. So you know what I did? You put fat in his things? No. I did worse. His weakness is nuts. Yeah. So I would leave out on the counter (laughs) bowls of nuts. So he would just pick the nuts to try to sabotage them. You know, it was hard. I'm a horrible wife. That's That's horrible. It's really funny. (laughs) I'm a horrible human. Yes, so, I tried to sabotage. So, but the guy didn't fall for it. Look at him. He's giving me the stink eye. He didn't look, fall for it. I couldn't sabotage him. His will was too strong. I knew I was toast then. I gave up sabotage. I've been trying to sabotage your husband, too, whenever oh, crazy good, stuff yeah. happens. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, back to the health thing. So we go to the gym. And um, 
the gym we go to is just an old school men's gym. Yeah. Plus, you know, it's a it's a good gym, but there's an old school men's locker room, which I always laugh because it, these this this gym this gym won't exist in 20 years. There's a bunch of old guys who sit around naked at a card table with a towel on, <laughs> watching CNBC, <laughs> drinking coffee, reading the paper. You'll oh, never see nasty. this in 20 years. It is like right Hopefully out of five years like a movie. Won't. That is nasty. You know, these guys are all <laughs> retired and they just go to the gym all day and they hang out at the gym. And, you know, they, they I'm looking forward to these days if a club like this exists or whatever there. <laughs> anyway, um, it's really limited, crowded locker room space. So, you know, it's yeah. always weird when you're getting dressed because you're bumping into guys and you have no place to put your stuff and there's yeah. like towels and like, you know, you're like you're almost bumping into naked guys or barely dressed guys constantly. And, you know, that's just weird in our today's society. No one likes that. So your husband um, hangs his clothes on hooks. Are the hooks, and, like, at the end on the so hallway the end of the hallway. The and, you know, in some areas, there's less hooks. So if okay. you – some people pay for lockers and some people don't pay right. for lockers. I don't pay for locker. I'm just, like, a vagabond. I go in and get one of the open lockers. But yeah. Pete has – you know, for 35 bucks a month, you get a locker where you can leave, change clothes, deodorant, whatever you want in there. Right. Okay. So he hangs his clothes. So he hangs his clothes on the hook when he goes and takes a shower. So an older guy, I think probably in his 70s, tells him and says, you know, if you hang your clothes on a hanger, then another person could hang their clothes on that hook. So more people could be involved. Look at that. Sharing a tidbit. So- Pete's a respectful guy. Very. He's so very thoughtful. when an older person tells you something, you kind of take that, you know, and say, yep, yes, sir. You know, kind of that's yep. the way he's raised. Yes, he absolutely. This guy is a polite guy. So he probably said, mm-hmm. But inside, Pete's like, oh, another person telling me what to do. He Inside, he's <laughs> steaming and saying, this isn't cool. But he's like, he's just going to take it because he was raised correctly. But, you know, it's a little bit like, you know, kind of just mind your own business. I exactly. want to get on my Can damn. I just hang my damn clothes? And Can I just hang my, my damn clothes on the one hook? That's right. Which is really, that's really right. small. But that's okay. The old okay. man, he's, he's yeah. been there a long time and so, he's got issues. Or maybe your husband has issues. But the next week, <laughs> the next week, or next day, he comes in. And by the way, he tells me this because he's upset. Yeah. And I'm just laughing and thinking, like, this is really funny. I'm like, how can I make this situation worse for Peter? So the next day, uh, Peter goes to go thing and he looks for a hanger. Of course, there's no hanger. And, you know, so he puts his clothes on the hook. Uh-oh. So when he gets back, there is a note from the same gentleman on a <laughs> sticky right on his clothes saying, did you know that if you hung your clothes, you know, really more people could be in a more favorable gym experience for everyone. <laughs> so this is way too much you, time on their hands. How do you man? think Pete's going to respond? So me, I just would have been like, "Oh Jesus, this is crazy," um, and I would have, uh, I would have just, uh, I don't know what I would have done, but I probably would have just laughed and been like, "Oh man, this is nuts." Next time, I'll find a hanger. Yeah, now, well, see, I would assume Pete, Peter would be like, "Ugh, whatever, whiny guy." No, no, he writes his own note. <laughs> and he writes a note saying. Sir, you are harassing me. I looked for a hanger. There was no hanger. You know, there. this is not a stated rule of the club. And he slips it in the guy's locker, which he's memorized where the oh guy's locker room God. is. Because the guy is so like, uh, you know, Peter's off his rocker in his own way. He's like one of the quiet dudes off his own rocker. So he, he, this guy is actually, he sticks the oh note back God. in. So, so did you guys see him again? No. But, no, but, okay. But, but the first thing I think is I got to write my own note 
<laughs> escalate this to the next level. You mean to Peter? You're to gonna Peter harass him? and go stick it on his clothes because <laughs> I'm like, this has to keep going. And then I was thinking, could I hire another guy to actually go and pick a fight with him? Because you don't understand like how angry he is getting about this. Oh he's coming. He's talking about it like the world is goddamn <laughs> over. Like, he, oh, sorry, I didn't swear that guy. I apologize. Uh, God darn only. God darn only. Um, so he uh, he thinks this is this is the end of the world, and um, he. Um, I love that you want to egg it on. I just I want to egg it on. <laughs> I want it to keep going because he's like, I can't believe this guy. Why is he pushing against me? And I'm like, uh, I'm secretly just egging him on saying, you know, that's really inappropriate. You really, you know, you can't harbor in this anger. You probably have to have a confrontation with this guy or send another note. And I'm thinking of how many notes this could go on. So that's the craziest thing I thought had ever occurred at the gym. Yeah, gyms are wacky. Until this week. What happened this week? Your incredible Norman Rockwell husband had another incident. Oh, my God. So that's this is two in two weeks. So I can't believe this. So, um, we have a workout time. Yeah. And usually one of us is late, no matter what. And there's usually a decent excuse, but I was late because I had a decent excuse. I had a decent excuse on why I was late to this workout. So I showed up, and Pete, when he gets there early, will just start working out without me. He's a machine. No, because he's passive aggressive. No, you know, that is the reason. He's <laughs> passive aggressive. No, he's not. He actually wants to get no, the it's workout bullshit. in. It's, it's, no, it's BS. Passive. He is passive aggressive. Well, he is passive aggressive. He is passive aggressive. That. So he will. I will wait for him till the very last minute, and he'll start working out. That's and he's shaking you're his lazy. Head. That's you not true at all. Out. It's because that's not true. So, 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 so. <laughs> John's deciding right now. Should I go after Judy for calling me lazy? <laughs> no, that is that is completely out of control, and it's like. <laughs> That's such BS. I work out so much harder than you ever have. So like a claim, something like that is just so ridiculous. Let me be clear, people. That is 100% true. He works out totally more than I ever have in my entire life. So, so, (laughs) so Peter and I are, um, all right. So you're late. He's working out. Do you know how everybody who goes to Harvard thinks they're better than everyone in the world? Yeah. You've heard that thing? Yes. So. Peter and I think we're better than everyone else in the gym because we rack our weights. And when, when people leave their crap around, we will go pick up their weights and put them away because we don't like to have weights all over the place. Yeah, they shouldn't be in that. Like and we against... don't leave. The, the typical thing is someone will go and leave, you know, a lot of weight on a uh, extra, like a, a free bar. And then, you know, because they were squatting 225 pounds or 250 yeah. pounds. And no one squats 250 pounds without warming up. You have to go and strip it off and do that. So we end up taking off the weights and then putting them back on. So we already have a little bit of a gym, you know, chip on our shoulders because we're unhappy with the behavior of others. Right, because people are not putting their weights on. They're not putting their weights on. And here's the other famous thing that happens, which is people will go and use up multiple stations at the same time. Because they're circuit training. Yes. But they won't, they'll, they'll be a 10-minute break between a used piece of equipment because they're talking, whatever they're doing. And it's just rude. Right. Well, and, no, and you're supposed to – you're allowed to work your way in. Too bad. If you're not yeah, on the equipment, yeah. you should be able to. But people don't do that. They no, hold it. They, they try to hold it. it. They okay, hold yeah, it, which is ridiculous. Cool. And the worst thing that happens is there are these squat racks, which are basically meant only for squatting. And they are um, – you can't squat anywhere else. 
Right. Because you have to put this heavy weight. Right. So you can put 250 pounds, 300 pounds, a lot of weight, and they're specifically meant for that. So the other day, I wasn't there. I was dealing with my issues. So I show up at 1210, and Peter said, you missed it. It's like, what? <laughs> so there was an incident. <gasps> and so um, someone, had, of course, put their towel on one of the squat racks, meaning it's mine, even though we're nowhere to be seen. And there oh, was wow. another squat rack. And uh, the other squat rack was empty, but there was a woman who was working out to the side of it. Okay. So your husband, being a polite guy, says, uh, hey, can I use this to this person? Even though she wasn't on it. Right. He was, she was he just being polite. Was, yeah. And that's the polite thing to do. It's totally. Like, it's saying excuse excellent me. Excellent gym etiquette. It's excellent gym etiquette. At which point this woman said, according to Pete, and I believe this because your husband wouldn't lie. No, he's not a liar. Uh, F you, that's a really bad idea. <laughs> so, oh, my God. So Woo, that's going to go over well. <laughs> so it almost sounds like now a buddy could get away with that. Like, like I could say that to Peter, like in a joking manner. Oh, yeah, manner. Totally, totally. But this is a stranger who says this to him. And um, just out of comment, I had seen her the other day and I said, oh, look how good shape she's in. Yeah. So she was kind of a hardcore worker out person. Right. 30-ish, you know, she looked the type. Right. So does it matter that it was a woman who said this to him? What if it was a guy who said it? Yeah, I would think it's better that it's a woman who says it to you because if a guy said that to you, Peter probably would have escalated. Okay. Um, All right, so she curses at him, and then what does he do? She curses at him. Well, according to your husband, he's like, excuse me, and she continues to curse at him. <gasps> oh, yeah. And she continues with the F-bombs and said... Um, at which point, I think he backed off, and she continues to yell at him, and he's like, why are you still talking to me? That's what he says to me. <laughs> right. Why are you still talking to me? No, I think Peter said, you're really rude. Yeah, he And she said, no, you're really effing rude. Wow. She's got some anger issues, There were some anger issues. So got some rage. So Peter backs off. Yeah. He backs off, and he walks back. And... Uh, she continues yelling at him. He said, why are you still talking to me? She's yelling at him still. So now he's being pursued. <laughs> Poor guy. At which point I think she tells him I'm pregnant, which I don't have anything to do with it. And she's no, not it pregnant has not, No, exactly. But she, she throws in that line. Who cares? So um, I think he said, well, let's go talk to someone about this. And she says, F you, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> and she runs off. There must have been a crowd watching at this club. Well, I, they, well, there must have been a bunch of people. So, so I show up. I'm like, sorry, I'm late. And it was really hard to park that day. Yeah, and it's weird, but like usually Look at you get a parking spot. Excusing spots. yourself. For no, being no, I late. would have. You should have been on time. I would have wanted to be there. You missed out on this excitement. I missed out. It's on a this bummer, there. man. This would have been so much more fun yeah. if you were there. I, it would have been more fun. <laughs> so I missed out because it was just the one day it was like super right. hard to park. I was driving around for ten minutes trying to find a parking spot, which is just. Okay, Never happens. Whatever. Right. So I missed the whole oh, thing. Bummer. So when I get in there, he's like shook up. Yeah. Because he'd just been through this conflict. Yeah. And he doesn't like confrontation. No. He's not a confrontational guy. So that's. And his makes head sense. he is, like, secretly when he writes notes to the guy, like the old guy, <laughs> he's confrontational. He's but he's not like, aggressive. he's not like outwardly. Yeah, and, exactly. And it, just so people know, it is different arguing with a woman than it is with a male. Because you feel as a male, at least I feel, that you have to be more restrained. 
Yeah. Um, if it had been a guy, I think Peter would have taken a much different tone. But I think in this case, he did. Anyway, Peter went and asked the one of the people, what should I do? And they're like, well, go talk to someone in the office. They said, go talk to this guy in the office. Right. He went to the office and no one's there. So when I'm there, uh, kind of an older, distinguished-looking guy comes out, maybe 60, 55, 60. But like a guy looked like a professional. Looked like the guy who owned the club. Comes and says, oh, I understand there was an incident. You know, and he starts talking about it. And he's like, you know, Peter's like, well, this is what happened. And they're like, well, I think somehow they decided they had to go to the office, like the principal's office yeah. to discuss it. Because you probably don't oh want to discuss God. this out in front. And then I hear these two young guys, like 18, saying, like, did you see that woman go off on him? That was nuts. <laughs> that was crazy. And yeah, I'm like, so I was like, hey, guys, what happened? They're like, yeah, she went bananas. She was crazy. Was this like, is oh. great gym drama. But I'm still like, I still feel like I, I'm kind of listening in on their conversation, but like not listening in because I really want to hear. But at the same time, I'm yeah. like, you know, is there an etiquette where you shouldn't be listening into someone else's conversation? But I, but I'm oh, so fascinated. I'm so fascinated by this whole conversation. Well, and you've got a vested interest because it's do. your friend who's been who's under the attack. So no, you want to hear the, the what's really going on. So he gets taken to the principal's office. You know, I, yeah. he tells the principal. I guess the principal is taken aback. She said, she said that? I was like, yes, she did. Now, they said, well, we're going to talk to a couple people. And they actually ended up talking to the young guys who oh, probably were very pro-Pete because right. they just saw this going on. But what's also funny was they talked to one of the trainers. And in general, we have excellent relationships with most of the trainers in the club. Like, yeah. they're our buddies. They give us work advice. We laugh. They, there, there's one in – she's just ultra-professional, and there's nothing wrong with her, but she just doesn't acknowledge us, and we, we, have, we have none of that relationship with her. Right. And of all the trainers who witnessed it, it wasn't one of the people that we know well, and he gets along with the male and female trainers. It's the one who's kind of professional and standoff. Right. She just ignores you guys. Yes. Yeah. So we have no idea. Oh, what she's going to do. Well, we don't know what she's going to say because yeah. she's a wild card. There's no like, there's no like backup here, right? Right. And Pete's pretty popular in the gym. Is he popular in the gym? This is like a whole sub life universe you two have. He's popular in the gym because <laughs> is he going to run for class president? No. Will you he be just... his vice president? You're going to garner the votes. He oh, just goes. We'll and make buttons. He talks to the trainers, <laughs> and he treats the trainers like they are people. Uh huh. And. Because he talks to the trainers and engages with the trainers, um, th that that makes you more socially popular. Right. I cannot believe either one of you has a muscle to be found on you from all this working out since you're social butterflies at the gym. Oh, my God. It's not like a big talk. It's just like, like you briefly, you're like, hey, man, how's it going? You look good. I don't know. This is, you have more drama going on in this gym than I do as a mom in school. <laughs> there is drama. There is drama. There is drama. All right. So what so, happens? Wrap so, this story up. So it's basically, uh, he gets the <laughs> ominous call saying they want a meeting. And by the way, when someone asks you for a meeting, there's dun, dun, never dun, dun, something dun. good. No, totally. You're like, you're getting set up. So you never take a meeting unless you know what the topic is. Yeah. Um, and someday we'll discuss this. But I've been called about a meeting before. And usually I'm like, this in good. There's like something coming on. Something, either I've done something wrong or my kid's done something wrong. But there's never anything good. Um, at which point, you know, Pete's like, 
if they blame this on me, I'm going to quit the club. I'm out. I'm going to do this. I'm like, Jesus, how do I manage this situation? Because if he leaves the club, I'll never work out again. (laughs) Plus the fact is he's such a prissy guy in some ways that he's gotten his feathers ruffled and he feels like his honor has been disturbed. Oh, my God. And I'm taking it. He's like, this is offensive to me. Dude, you would have been apoplectic if this had happened to you. No, I don't think so. Oh, my God. You would have been beside yourself. No, because I've been in politics and I've seen this happen and I just know crazy when I see crazy. I disagree. But anyway, but continue with Peter. Okay. So long story short, which is uh, he is uh, he gets a call and they basically they basically tell him, no, no need to come in. You know, this person was having a bad day. You're (laughs) off the hook. You know, she'll this will never happen again. So he was I think they actually found out that you can't be cussed out by random gym people. That's not okay. Oh, she took a picture of him, too, because she (gasps) said he was harassing him and like, you know, whatever. And, you know. It's That's against very the gym yeah. rules to take pictures because, you know, they don't want people body shaming people, even though Peter probably wouldn't be body shamed. But that's it. there was this <laughs> Actually, whole thing of people body shaming people. You know what he should have done when she goes to take a picture? Should have, Wait one second. Let get me get this my good view. Side. That's right. Here, lift my shirt Let up. Me get check it out. But when you're in the heat of the moment in a fight, people aren't used to being in arguments. Yeah. You, you always think this is what I should have said. This is what I think I should have handled it. And you can never handle All you can do is try to handle it with class. I will tell you that one time, um, when we were in Little League Baseball, we got on a team for baseball, and it was, a, it was a trying season for my son. It was a team where I think everyone was nice, but it was, a, um, it was more of a religious team. Everyone on the team had been in the same church. Oh. And so in, in Little League, you draft kids. Yeah. So you don't know anywhere where your kid is going. And, and one of the nice things is you meet new families. But we got on a team where there was clearly a core. Yeah, And a we weren't in the clique. Right, yeah. That's not fun. And um, – I offered to help just because, you know, I wanted you – know, I get bored unless I help. Uh, or, you know, I cause less trouble when I help. And um, there was – we had one kid on the team who was an outstanding player. And there was some play where it was a, like a first base hit, and it was a question of whose ball was it. Was it the pitcher's ball, the first baseman's ball, or whatever it was? And for whatever reason, I determined that the pitcher should have covered first while, the, while you know, the first baseman made the play. I don't know if that's true or not, but that was what this I remember. This is going to be a long, boring no, sports it. story. I'll get to it, <laughs> which is I made the call and said, hey, maybe next time you should do this. And the father said, that's absolutely wrong to me. And I said, well, you know, you know, and I was kind of thinking I was trying to be nice. And I said, well, don't you think that? And the guy says, Tell you what, never give my advice to son again. Don't talk to my son anymore. Oh, wow. And I'm the first base coach. Uh, or I, however it was, whatever. But I can't even remember what it was. And I just sat there like a deer in the headlights because yeah. I didn't know what to say. Because here it was, I was a volunteer. And the, the dad knew more about baseball than me. But, you know, I don't think Well, then he should have coached. But, also- but, but the guy screamed at me. And yeah. Yeah, I'll get to the end of the story. So I didn't say anything. I just sat there. And I'll remember... I got this long, lengthy email from the head coach telling me how excited he was because I handled this with such class and dignity. Wow. Because I didn't know what to say. I was just a (laughs) – it wasn't that I didn't have a snappy comeback. It was just I was basically under fire, and I was just taken aback, and I didn't know what to say. And, like, you know, of course, when I got home that night, I was furious at the guy. I'm like, if I ever see that guy, I'm going to really ball him out. I'm going to, you know – 
do this. But, you know, when you're the deer in the headlights, you have no idea to do it. Yeah, sometimes doing nothing and just remaining calm cool is the best thing to I do. Because I was just, uh, you know, at a loss, which I'm almost never at. <laughs> totally. I came out looking like a prince with this group, which, you know, it's like, and she's like, my wife thinks this is so great. I've discussed this with yeah. the other coaches. And you're an example of how we want to, like, live our, you know, oh, God, handle adversity funny. in our lives. And you're a role model. My wife that. is just like, just because for once in his life, this big mouth didn't have something to say. Like, <laughs> he's a hero. <laughs> like he's a hero. Like this is just. Oh, so I always think about oh these. Life God. is funny, and like you know, it's it's often what you don't don't say. So yeah. Peter probably did himself a favor by not bawling this woman out, which he probably should have bawled out. Oh yeah, no. But, he... but now there is this culture click at the club, where people have heard about this story. No. And like, you, you know, <laughs> there's this one woman who is, uh, you know, a very fit lady. And she's like, yeah, I saw that lady. I don't like the way is she looks. Is that the looked. pigtail lady? Woman who wears pigtails? This yeah. is a different lady. All but right. this is one who has kids who play Bellevue football. And yeah. she's like, you know, hardcore athlete. Uh, anyway, she's like, I don't like the way that woman looks. She has a nasty look on her face. She looks oh angry. God. So people are starting to judge this woman from <laughs> the side. This What happens And this then there's the week. other one. So I, that is the question is when your husband actually sees – yeah. You know, how do you handle confrontation post-confrontation? Oh, he'll do fine. He'll just ignore her. But yeah, I wonder what she'll right. do. But, oh, you guys have serious drama at the club. This is a riot. See, where I work out, we got I got none of that. I just no, but, go but in. No, but the funny thing is is that none of the drama seems to be caused by me. It all seems to be caused by your husband, who you think is <laughs> this is... perfect guy. <laughs> but your husband is the one who is causing all this. And we've been having this conversation at our house. And they're just my kids just think this is the funniest thing. They're like, Pete is involved in these controversies. Yeah. They think it is so funny. As does my wife. My wife thinks it's funny too, because yeah, you expect you to be having all these confrontations. Well, there's um, a different part of it. Was like if I think if someone came at me with this, I would just, uh, I would probably, I would probably ignore them because, because um, you want that email saying what a hero you are. No, no, no. Just because I'd be like. Um, I just don't care about your opinion would be my thought. Yeah. Well, but you can't do that. Look, if somebody's hogging the equipment and you want to try to work your way in, I don't know. that they, they got. I get it. I, I wasn't there, there, so I wasn't there. But, I wasn't in the thing. I will tell you there's one funny thing, which is just a quick aside, and we can cut this if we need to cut this because you say I never shut up. But <laughs> I have uh, Bluetooth on my car phone like probably most of us have, yeah. which infrequently works. And when I get it to work, I'm all excited and I make phone calls. But invariably, um, there will be some traffic incident while I'm on the call with someone. So yesterday, I'm leaving the Bellevue Club, and uh, I'm trying to make a right-hand turn onto whatever. Oh, I'm going to have to beep the club anyway. I'm trying to make a right-hand turn onto a street that, where there's construction going on, and I can't really get by because there's cars coming. And the person behind me blares their horn at me for not being aggressive enough on moving out which means wow. I would have gotten so what's your reaction so i just give him like like a forearm power of forearm you know, like you know like you better <laughs> shut up right now but power as soon people. as it happens and i scream at him i'm like shut the fuck up or something like that really loud. shut the hell up really loud but it's right when I'm on the phone with someone picking up as they answer, and they hear this, and they're like, "What the hell's going on?" Because I'm, you know, I'm getting in a car fight. Like only I can hear when I say that. But like, you know, I'm highly. You know, or then there's the doofuses who block the intersections, so you can't make like a right hand. Oh, I hate that. that. And then you know, I'm always like, "Don't block the intersection." 
At which point they usually say F you back to me. People are hostile now. Have you noticed that? I think driving has become really hostile. I don't think you should give anyone a, a, a swear at anyone or give anyone the finger. I think it's oh just my a God, sign I of love mental giving weakness. The finger. Really? Oh, I love I giving the finger. I think it's the Jersey. sign of mental See, weakness. In Jersey, give everybody the finger. That was like saying hello, emerging. You're not letting me in? Eh, eh. So a buddy of mine uh, involved in politics got the finger from someone who's his neighbor. And they've had some wow. issues. Oh, okay. Wow. But his wife was in the car. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what would be your reaction if, you know, if, what would be Pete's reaction if someone gave you guys the finger? He So oh, he, you know what? he drove, you know, towards the guy to go have the conversation. The guy ran into his house. So that is a Wait, cowardly. Wait, he flipped the bird to this guy. To and, this couple. And then when they drove to go talk to him or confront him on it, he ran into it. Oh, him. that's pathetic. Weak, right? That's totally pathetic. Weak. If you are going to give the bird, you better be prepared. You better woman so man I don't, up I don't and think, you got to stick I don't up think that. anybody. Did you have to train yourself to woman or man up? Is, is that like a train thing? I do. Yes, it is. So you've, you've put in your head I that you're abs- somehow discriminated against, so you have to say woman up. No, I'm not discriminated against. But watching my, watching my daughter talk about boys and he and he and he and i realize so much of our language is he because i think i would get in trouble at home if i say man up to my kids my wife would be really really pissed but no one says woman up i do because it's so part of the vernacular i say woman up to caitlin i say man up to matthew well i think that's good but is it hard to retrain yourself not at all isn't it hard to learn words you can't say anymore no (laughs) (laughs) no i mean like there's there's a whole bunch of words that have been banned from our vocabulary which is fine but Things that, that we many. would say as kids when I went to an all-boys school and all things, like today would be considered hate speech. And that's yeah. fine. And you got to teach the kids not well, to say it and you don't want it. And that's why it's so sensitive. But things have changed where now people are ultra-sensitive yeah. about language. And you have to be very, very concerned about that kind of stuff. I think where it gets really hard is with um, ethnic groups because sometimes you don't know that that could be offensive. And you don't want to say something, but it could be offensive. That's where it gets more tricky. To so me. The you gender always stuff, I understand. see people who are elder people will refer to Asians as Orientals. Oh, always. And I you know. know, and you just you don't know whether to correct them or just be respectful. And and they're well, not you know racist what my rule people. Is? They're just people. That's what they've been saying that's for what, years. I know. If they're about six months into the grave, I let it go. If they've got more than six months to live, I'm going to educate. That's my rule. I think it is tough to educate. That's back to Peter yeah. with the older person. How do you deal with someone? It's you. I think that people from another generation need to be tolerant of their elders. I hope the uh, millennials will be tolerant of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope they will. No, I love old people, actually. Um, but what, wait, so back to confrontations. Yeah. Um, we had a con- I had a confrontation with a guy in my mom's building. My mom lives in a, in a condo. Yeah. And... He wanted me to hold the door for him, and I had kids. I forget. And he called me. I think it was a bitch. He was really hostile to Younger me. Younger or older? Uh, he was probably in his probably 40s, early 40s, wow. maybe late 30s. And um, Completely unacceptable. Well, I actually you – know, okay, so here's what – I did not mind. I could care less. I do not find – you can call me a bitch from here to all day long. I don't find that an insult. I don't care. And when somebody I have no respect for or don't even know says uh, calls me a name, it honestly doesn't mean anything to me. I started laughing at him, which got him really irritated. And he's like, oh, this is really nice. Look at this in front of your kids, something like that. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like you're just a jerk, which kept working him up. But Peter was fuming. 
He was fuming because, like, he insulted you. Of course. He called you. I'm like, I don't care about that. Was Peter there? No, but then we ran into him later, which literally I had never seen this guy in the building in all all these years. And then we ran into him later. Then we got into an altercation with him because Peter found it so offensive that he would insult me. It was kind of cute. I mean, it was cute, but it was like, I don't know. I didn't care. So. Look, there's a guy code. Again, back probably the whole thing of a sex, but there is a guy code. And the guy code would be that you do not miss talk about anyone's wife ever you don't do that ever or your spouse now i know he wasn't there but if a guy crosses a line you feel much more likely to blast them and just it's just okay you cannot cross it it's just the guy code would be you would not do that with a woman no guy i know none would scream at a woman unprovoked ever Ever. Right. Ever happen. So if somebody calls, so if a guy calls your wife a bitch, but she doesn't care about it, you're going to go, you're going to go after him. Yeah. I mean, it is tough. I mean, this is a tough one because um, I'm not only going to go after him. I mean, I, I mean, I may have to be physically restrained. Well, I had to push him back. That's what he wanted to beat the guy up. I mean, it is crossing such a line, and you have to be careful in this world because you don't know who has a gun, you don't know who has a knife. Oh, exactly. But also, you don't, you know, it's a litigious world, right? So, you know, I would say that um, families are off limits. And that's one yeah. thing you have to realize. And you're going to deal with a lot of crazy people as your kids get older. And there are crazy people left and right. Um, well, I get that. If I if I put this on my kids, like if somebody said something horrible about my kid, I would totally. Right. So that's the only thing I can compare it to is that. But what I found fascinating is like, I don't care about it. It means nothing. I don't know. It just didn't mean anything So to you me. guys went and visited us in uh, Sun Valley about 10 years ago, yeah. right? Yeah. So we went and we had this thing where uh, we had a relative at a house that we let us and we had a bunch of couples come over. And we had, you know, every summer we have, you know, a couple of people come over and we try to get groups that get along well. And I can remember we had one couple and they were a really nice couple. Uh, and But they're a granola couple. Like, you know, they had a camper, they go camping. The guy took a couple years off to make canoes. Like, 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 six, like only like a Microsoft millionaire would do that. But the guy became like a woodworker who made canoes. I think he has a real software job now. Anyway, um, we got along super well with his cousin. Now, my boy, who was probably three at the time, was walking, and he may have, like, pushed – you know, the two-year-old or whatever. They were four or three, very young, very young. And I can remember the mother looking daggers, like insane yeah. hate Yes, at my three-and-a-half, four-year-old son. Oh, totally. He's and an animal. I was just thinking there is no logic in this world because it was a little kids like pushing each other. It wasn't a big deal. There wasn't some craziness. But if people are that protective – if people are that protective, you never yeah. know what. Uh, See, I'm you, that. So anyway, so people will be nutty. Oh wait, I'm that children. mom. No, I'm a crazy bitch when it comes to my kids. I was when my kids were at the playground and some kid would push or be mean to my kid. I was all over that kid. I was all. I was horrible. So this got carried to an amazing extreme in Irvine, California. So wait, is this the same canoe guy? No, this is oh, different. Right. Oh, different. This, okay. is, this is a different story. But um, someone sent me a story said. I have an enemy. And that was the name of the story. It was like in Vanity Fair, maybe in like Irvine Times or some Los Angeles, some Los Angeles publication. Um, and basically the story was how there were two mothers in the PTA. 
and the kids had an issue, and I don't know what the issue was. But one of the mothers um, and her husband planted a pound of marijuana <gasps> in the other mother's car and then oh had an anonymous God. call. Had an anonymous call to the police that, oh hey, there's, there's a drug dealer on, uh, you know, at the PTA on the campus. And now an incredible story is the police come. This poor woman doesn't know what's going on. And the police officer who had been there for 20-plus years said, this doesn't seem right. Something is off. We got this anonymous tip and said, can we go to your – do you give me right to search your uh, home or apartment? They searched their apartment. They found nothing. And um, they started questioning the person. And they said, do you have you know, this? Did anything happen like this? Any strange people? No, no, no. They're like, well, do you have an enemy? And she said, well, I'm having a lot of problems with this woman at the PTA. Wow. And then a, a whole crazy thing is an elaborate sting was put on by these things. And eventually they got him, the husband, Who? not her. Not because of, there was some oh, well. thing. But the husband had been an attorney who was a partner at a law firm. And the guy was making like $500,000 a year. He's a super wealthy yeah. guy. And he basically it had been so petty. That they, they had a, they had tried to plant drugs on this woman because there oh was some issue God. with the kids. Oh, that's crazy. See, I would it's never a great do that story. Kind of stuff. Oh so if anyone God, wants to read horrible. it, it's just like, I think it's just, uh, I have an en- uh, enemy, you know, just writing PTA gone wrong or something. Oh, my but God. It, it's a long story. And, like, I kept reading it and reading it and reading it. There's all these sections of it. It, like, wraps you in. So maybe it's a made-to-be-soon-to-be-made movie. Wow. Well, all right. Well, we have been talking about some fitness, ah. some other stuff. And I just want to end our podcast on the note that um, we're both fat. <laughs> so so I am going to do this. So I, I've said this before, but um, put your money where your mouth is. Let's have a competition. We can see this. We can let the users see uh, not only who's fitter, but we can let the users see uh, – listeners. Sorry, listeners. Users. <gasps> Listeners, think, we, we should have some sort of competition. We'll have it. And by the way, uh, we're going to start something called uh, AMA on Reddit or Ask Me Anything, where if I lose my competition, I will give my money to whoever the AMA people choose. Um, I am a. Uh, Are you crazy? I'm a Seattle conservative, which makes me a <laughs> Texas liberal. But you can go figure out something I don't want to. I don't want to give money to, and then we'll. I, I can give you ideas of what to do with. Uh, Judy, because uh, I can think of tons of things she would hate. Oh, there are so many causes that would annoy me. Like it would annoy her beyond. And then we'll go and we'll have this because I think that would be good. All right. And by the way, Judy, you are so beautiful. If you go and do this <laughs> fitness regime, uh huh. Um, you know, Pete will get jealous, and he, he'll get even weirder. There'll be more confrontations. Oh, because no. he'll maybe he'll confront people who are actually saying inappropriate. Oh, this is my last aside, but I didn't know. Wondered this, which is. Um, if a guy cat called you or kind of was saying, oh, like, you know, was made a statement saying about how good looking you were, like, do you think your husband would be jealous or do you think your husband would be proud? Oh, he'd be proud. He'd love that. Proud. Oh, totally. Think he'd be proud. Yeah, totally. But that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> you know, I had enough cat calls in my youth living in New York City. I've had. I, uh, I actually love. So here's one. Yeah. I love being older and fatter and men having no interest in me except my husband. But I actually love not having have, attention now. Do you have see, – see, I never got this because I actually thought it was all about what kind of attention it was. So I always thought that if a female got attention from someone they considered to be highly attractive or on the hot scale, 
that was good attention. Oh, yeah, but it never is. But when Roger Ailes gives you attention, suddenly <laughs> it's like, Ailes. oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is the worst thing in the world. Look, it's – So, like, yeah. so there's a Roger Ailes attention and then there's good-looking guy right, attention. Right, there's Brad Pitt can you and Roger dif- Ailes. Can you differentiate between them? Absolutely. Trust me, if on the streets of New York it was hotties, maybe I would have felt differently, but it wasn't. It was not. So, no, I actually love that about being older. All right, but here's what I, here's what I say we do, John. How much – okay, I, need, I should lose 20 pounds. How much weight do you want to lose? 20? Uh, <laughs> uh, five. Five? No, All right. No, no, no. Never. Uh, let's say, you, could let's do say th- you could do that in a weekend. That's the drag with men. You guys can lose weight. All you've got to do, Price, cut out one thing let's say, and let's you'll say, drop let's weight. Let's say 50. 50? 15. 15? <laughs> 50, I would be emaciated. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I think 50 would be Well, if you're only going to do 15, I'm going to do 15. Well, you want to do 20? You can do 20. No, nah, I don't really want to do 20. Well, why don't you do 20? Why don't you <laughs> push yourself? I don't want to do 20. Yeah, I'm not going to push myself. Do you, I'm going to drop run, it to 10. Do you run? I hate no, running. I, figure, I hate running. I hate running. No, I lift weights. I do weights um, at a club. That's all I like to do. Do you work out angry? Sometimes. Depends on what what's going on. What, what, what are the main life. things that can get you angry for a workout? For a- um. Do I ever get you angry? No, I'm not angry lately. You I don't, don't know. Seem very angry. I'm not angry these days. I need something to do bring me some Do you trust people rage. who are always happy? No. Oh my God, no. No, there's something wrong with them. Do you I don't like I think, all happy people, do you know right? What They're I think boring. Is someone is like, in, this is like a Seattle blasphemy, but I think there's something wrong with Pete Carroll, who's the coach of the Seattle Seahawks, because that guy's always so darn happy. Like, I'm wondering if he is like medicated happy because. <laughs> You know, the guy throws an interception. They lose the Super Bowl. The last play, they're supposed to win from the half-yard line. The guy's like, oh, that's the game of football. It's all good. We had a great year. Um, You know, the kicker misses. There's a great thing the other week, and for anyone who's not in Seattle, won't care, but the the Seahawks are the talk of the town, and uh, always. And um, the the, uh, Cardinal kicker misses, like a gimme field goal. And the Cardinal kicker coach, sorry, the Carl coach, throws his clipboard to the ground in mm, anger wow. and like mad. And I'm like, that'd be me. Yeah, <laughs> that's totally. exactly. Yeah, that'd I be don't me. know. And then, and then the uh, the 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 guy from the Seahawks misses, and like the guy's all super happy. Oh, well, how do you think Pete Carroll would handle someone telling him to f you? Oh, I don't How, know. Okay, if that was at the gym, if Pete Carroll had been at the gym, he'd probably say he'd probably be saying, "Oh, I'm." So, he'd probably like profusely apologize. That I yeah, was in he the wrong. Have. I was in the wrong. You know, you know, we're I'm all good. It's so great. We're all working out here. Can't yeah, we be he friends? totally would have. See, that's why he's medicated. Well, he's something's just, wrong. He, you can't be that cool and that that chill, right? So, uh, we live in Medina, and we went to school with one of the coaches. Of uh, the Seahawks, one of the assistant coaches, and very, very nice guy, and the mother is just awesome. And uh, one day I will ask him if I ever see him at one of these events. Yeah. Because he's beside closed rooms. Because maybe the guy's just a master of PR and just say, I'm always going to take a positive. But, but maybe as, he meditates. Maybe he really is that chill. But, like, I hate Facebook, like, like facade, facade stories of, like, what you should do. But, like, after that, like, the Facebook story went out, which is, you know – for kids on how to handle adversity. These two kickers miss like 25 yeah. yard 25 yard field goals. And the, the the moral of the story was you should handle adversity, your kids should handle adversity like Pete Carroll 
who, you know, just says, you know, that's the breaks of life. And, you know, we tried so hard and it was so good and it was no. so well fought. And the other guy just got shelled saying, look, he was temperamental. He was angry. And um, I'm not sure that uh, the Pete Carroll reaction is the normal reaction because I think people need to be passionate to push things. And it shows you care. Oh, totally. And you just have that immediate emotion. I mean, like, of course, you're immediately going to be angry or frustrated. Now, how you continue to react is different. But I don't think you can deny feelings and emotions. So I have a uh, son who is a, a decent soccer player. We've had this conversation before. You know, he is good. He's a good player. Any parent yep. who saw him would be like, your kid's amazing. He's not amazing. Yeah. He's good. Um, because, you know, there's a spectrum of good. Uh, you know, and it goes on and on and on and on. Well, he uh, has been getting uh, progressively less playing time on his, you know, soccer yeah. team. And the last game, you know, he's gone from starter to, you know, you're one of the last subs off the bench. Why? Why would you do that? Why would he? Why, well, yeah, why would a coach do that? Um, I have theories. I mean, basically, I think basically he has not hit uh, his growth spurt yet. So there are some kids that are out there that are you know, 70, 80 pounders more than him, you know, six, seven inches taller than him. Yeah. And, you know, he just gets pushed off the ball. He gets pushed off the ball, and he can't win challenges against people who are 80. You never have two people box who are 80 pounds different. You never have two people wrestle who are 80 pounds different. You know, there's this weird deal in kids' sports where some kids are big and some kids aren't, and you got to work around that. Right. Anyway, uh, he went for his evaluation, and he told the coach – he was really pissed. Not pissed, but he was really Yeah. And the coach was like, good, that's what I want. I want you to be pissed yeah. off. I want you fighting. I want you yeah. angry. Because if you just take it when life throws a bad news at you, uh, that's not a reaction most people want either. They want someone who's a fighter and goes and pushes on that and pushes on everything. So Yeah, totally. It's you passion. Want, you want your kids to be um, facing adversity because when you face adversity – uh, you get stronger and you get tougher. Now, you don't want to face too much adversity because then, you know, you can only face so much adversity in your life. But in general, adversity is a good thing. Yeah. Oh, it's a great thing. Listen, part of why we left the private school is we wanted them in public school where it's a little bit more realistic. You're not as protected. You can't keep protecting these kids. They're growing up to be the biggest bunch of wusses. That, that is completely life, Matthew, true. So Matthew got this big cut on his finger, right? Right. And – uh and he's acting like it's the end of the world. I'm like, suck it up, buddy. It's a cut. Put a Band-Aid on it. You're good to go. And what was interesting is when he got it at the public school at one of his boo-boos, they didn't put a Band-Aid on it. It was like, here you go, kid. You're good. And at the other school, they would have like, oh, no, you have a boo-boo. This is so horrible. The nurse, 20 minutes. Oh. Life does not uh, reflect uh, uh, elite public private schools in Seattle. It's not like that. You yeah. will never have a situation where you are uh, protected as much as you are in those kind of middle school years. And I think it's like most things in life, it was with the best of intentions. But have we created kids that are not strong enough, tough enough? And you know, even the Stanford, uh, head of Stanford, was saying that he had never seen a group of kids yeah, that's more able to face real life than yeah. he saw today. And he says that he hears from more parents than he does with kids with ridiculous issues about what's going on. Yeah. And all these different issues. No, I totally and, believe uh, it. Look, there's no such thing as uh, snowflakes are beautiful, but they only exist in the snow. Um, we shouldn't have snowflakes. <laughs> we shouldn't have snowflakes in our society. All right, so let's see. Are we tough enough to handle a weight loss competition where I'm going to crush you, John Lefay? 
Well, uh, here's what I think. I think we should get uh, we should get sponsors, and we should go put it. And then the, the person sponsors who's going to sponsor us? No, sponsors the podcast. And then we should give a prize, or we should give some gift to the person who gain correctly identifies. Who's going to win at what percentage? Oh, you're making this too complicated. All right, here's the deal. We both go get our BMIs done. Well, you can do that right now. You just go be on what you go. All right, so we'll do our BMIs. We'll figure it out. Well, Well, we got to figure it out only because you're also, I'm five foot two. You're six foot what? How tall are you? I'm almost six two. All right, and you're a man, and I'm a woman. So we got to figure out how we make this equitable. Look, this is the perfect job for your nerd husband is to figure out how to actually go and have an equitable thing here. (laughs) He will go and figure it out. All right, we're going to figure out how to do this equitably, and then we're going to have a contest, and we'll keep you posted on what we're going to do as to uh, what the punishment is for the one who remains Yeah, and at some point we'll actually go and uh, just put something on the podcast about how to send in questions to our Reddit. So uh, we'll create a Reddit. If you want to actually go and send us questions or you have feedback, if you want to meet the beautiful Judy Nicastro, uh, we'll arrange that. What are you, pimping me out? I, <laughs> what the hell was no that? No one's going to want to meet me. <laughs> Look, everyone think Anyway, thanks for tuning in. It's been fun. Judy's awesome. It's a great deal. Uh, hey, so uh, everyone, uh, go have a great November. Enjoy yourselves.